Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hey guys, welcome to episode 24 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Tai. Here again with you guys. So excited to be here. Oh my goodness, on this week before Christmas. I can't even believe that this is the week before Christmas. And with me again this week is my lovely co-host, Derek Ty. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so we have got, wow, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about this week. Yes, we do. Well, we just got back from our 21-year anniversary uh, get out of town trip. So celebration. Uh, yeah, we kind of uh, <laughs> we kind of just said, hey, we got about twenty four hours of no kids. How do we make that work? So yeah, uh, I uh, took Jesse <laughs> to our um, kind of a about an hour and a half drive away out of town, uh, just far enough to say we got out of town. Hey, we were in another state. Yes, we that were in counts. another state. Yes, <laughs> and actually we had to go through another state to get to that yeah, state. So that was pretty awesome. So yes, so so, so we were so we were uh, able to literally go spend the night we had a nice dinner woke up in the morning we actually had this the the um darkening shades and we were able to sleep till almost 9 a.m oh my gosh it blew my mind that's the longest we, we've slept yeah, in years, i don't even I remember i woke up and i was actually trying to i woke up long before 9 a.m but i refused to open my eyes because i just thought you know what i'm just gonna keep laying here as long as derek's sleeping because i don't have to get up so i just kept laying there and i just would not open my eyes i don't know how long i actually was awake laying there but it was so dark in the room that when i finally did look at the clock and i told you oh my gosh it's nine o'clock you're like no way i know i was surprised <laughs> but you know what's great is we got uh, dressed uh quickly we checked out of our room and I had uh, gotten us a, uh, a one-hour couple's massage at the salon spa downstairs. So we were able to do that and had a very relaxing get-started morning with some black coffee and some uh, massage. And mm -hmm. then right after that, we uh, went to a little shopping. Well, so. I have to say before you move on yeah. that the place that you picked out was really nice. Um, it was a nice resort. And he got us this king suite, they call it. Oh, my gosh. When I walked in there, it blew my mind. Like, it, was, it was beautiful. It yeah. was so nice. If I do so say it myself. Yeah. You, it was like we walked in and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like you rented us an apartment. Like yeah. it was amazing. Like there was a family room area and a kitchen and not like a full kitchen. But but it was all it was just done really well in this huge king suite, literally like king bedroom with a bathroom that was i mean i don't want to make it sound like you've never taken me to anywhere nice before i mean, yeah, I mean we've been you all have over, but, but yeah. this place was like i mean that bathroom like we're real we're real estate agents we've been in real estate a long time that was a killer bathroom yeah and if uh, there's not any... just for a, a hotel but for like a house that was a nice bathroom well, and and uh, i think it was a great value too so if there's any guys out there listening that want to treat their wives to a nice weekend away and uh, you're in the Indiana, state of Indiana, and you want to uh, 
uh, get some insider tips, just email Jesse and uh, have her forward it to me, and I'll give you the inside <laughs> scoop on this deal we got. So it was really awesome. Yeah, it was it was nice. So yeah, it was really great. Yes. So we did that and had Cause fun. Because it's only fun if you don't think you're spending a million dollars, right? right? Well, for us, but yes. we're frugal. There might be other people. I, we that... are a little bit frugal, but yeah. So, but you <laughs> there know, might what? be other people that are like, "Are you kidding? I want to spend." <laughs> I think part of the. I mean, let's get real. I would have totally gone to Paris. <laughs> yes, you would. I, I I told her at twenty years, like at our 20 year wedding anniversary i would say i think we can go to europe and unfortunately well wait a minute this is the 21st i know we did not i've still not been 20 or 21 we have not (laughs) so now i'm shooting for 25 if we can get to year 25 i'm gonna hold you to that well the thing is is that we had these other great opportunities come up this year so as you've talked about before i was able to be an investor in a new market center for keller williams which Mm -hmm. i was really excited about and we were able to purchase not only (gasps) one yeah wait a minute drum roll At the farm that we talked about last week's podcast. So the exciting thing about that, I know we just talked about being frugal and then I'm like, oh, we just bought a farm. But um, we are frugal in the, of like just spending money like that, but we're very investment minded. So long term. Yes. So stuff, yeah. this farm is an investment for us. It's another Airbnb property first and foremost. But of course, I, w- I would be lying if I told you that I wasn't super excited about this property because I am a farm girl at heart. That's where I'm happiest, mucking stalls and throwing hay bales in the back of a truck. And so, no, truly, like I really am the happiest in those situations. And it has been about 10 years since we had a farm. And I'm super excited about having this back. And while we are going to use the the house for Airbnb, the acreage and the barn that's on the property will be used for our animals. Yeah. So, and, and I horse. think, and I think the cool niche too that uh, we're going to be able to do for people is they can actually stay with their horse. Yes. So we, I think we talked about that last week, but you know, if somebody's traveling with an animal, um, you know, we literally will have a little uh, paddock area and a stall available, and water and electric for them on their RV, and they could also stay in the log cabin that is on the property as well. So yeah. So speaking of, so that's kind of a that's kind of a neat. Um, point about this property is when you think of a farm, to me, I think of like a traditional farmhouse or maybe like a little ranch house or something. But this property, what made it such a good investment for us for Airbnb is that the house that's on the property is actually an, an authentic log cabin. I mean, it's the real deal. It's, it's real uh, deal. 14 years old. So mm-hmm. it's starting to show a little bit of a, kind of a dated kind of look inside. And there's some little maintenance things that we need to do. So I'd say it's a fixer upper. Mm-hmm. Um, and the farm yeah. itself is definitely a fixer upper. Which is so fun. The I land have, is, yeah. I have to tell you, though, that that's it's, like it's really... It's overgrown probably 10 years. But it's really fun for me. Yeah, we're going to have I'm, I'm like channeling my inner Joanna Gaines. Oh, my gosh. There's <laughs> there's so many projects out I there. I love it. But oh. you know what? We have five kids, and our oldest one's 16, and we know this that spring... That boy needs some work. He's going to be working outside. Yes. I mean, he wants a job anyway, so he... I'm he, like, uh, yeah, don't go get a job with somebody else. I'll hire you. He's, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean Put him to work. He's going to be uh, mucking stalls. He's going to be mowing the grass. We got a tractor. He's gonna be helping us install some fencing. Yeah, we He's got a little be, yep. garden tractor. It's not a huge tractor, but it's enough to mow the grass and uh, pull pull things He's out of the ground. He's gonna start by assembling and, all those beds that need to go into that yeah, house. So <laughs> yeah, we we're, we want this place to sleep twelve to fifteen people. So that'll be happening very soon. So keep yeah. keep an eye out for that one. That'll yeah. be something we're we super can excited. Announce. It's yeah. gonna be great. And so kind of on that same note, like today, so Derek asked me what I wanted to do 
for our anniversary, um, he told me we were going to go do this and stay at this resort and, you know, have dinner. And then we were going to have this spa morning. And then he said, so what do you want to do the rest of the day? And without hesitation, I was like, I want to go antique shopping because I love antique shopping. But do you know how like near impossible that is when you have five children? Yeah, they, they taking a little kid into oh an antique shop. There's no everything's breakable and there's no toys except yeah. for old ones that you can break. Right, which they're not supposed to touch. And yes. we have done it, and it is super hard. It's, it's stressful. Not even it's any not fun. fun. No. Yeah. And then I can't really look, and it, it's just as stressful. And then I, I hate telling the, the girls over and over, like, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't you know. No, instead, they call us five times. We were. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. That did happen. But, and then the older kids that don't touch anything, they're just like, come on, this is so boring. But we're at the age now, which I actually thought about this today, I don't know what what age exactly this is, but when, when you antiques become cool, right? When antiques become cool, but whatever that is, we're that age now. Because I noticed today, like I was walking around in there, and it actually made me feel really old for a moment. Because I was walking around, and when I found like you know a couple of the things that I found, and I told you, I was like, oh my gosh, I had these when I was a little girl, and I loved them. They were like my favorite, and I thought, oh my gosh, this isn't an antique store. Like <laughs> what? Like I played with that. Like I there was. And it wasn't like something that got passed down. Like it was a it was, it was a new toy. Yes. Well, <laughs> so I, I think so I think funny. too, like I think, you know, there's a lot of people growing up and if you're a millennial, I'm not, you know, saying you're a bad person, but a lot of people <laughs> just don't appreciate some of the older stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I didn't much either because my dad actually had an antique store when I was a, a little kid. And it didn't last very long, maybe a year. But, you know, I always thought, how dumb. Like, this old used, right. gross stuff. It smells like, you know, mildew. And, like, I always thought antiques were, you know. But, you know, I think about it, There's a lot of people that listen to this podcast are very env- environmentally friendly. They're thinking about recycling. They're mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, keeping the earth green. It's like there's so many cool things out there. You don't need something new. I mean, right. cool dressers, cool dining room tables. We're literally furnishing this entire new log cabin with uh, things that we're finding from antique stores, like really cool stuff. It's, I mean, like vintage stuff, and it's got patina to it, a little mm-hmm. rust on it. Well, it's fun. we're not we're not furnishing the whole thing. Let's well, a lot of let's, it. Let's okay, you know, half yeah. of it, right? <laughs> maybe half of it. But, I mean, we got to buy our well, new beds. Well, we and have stuff. to, but we yeah. have to also be conscious of the fact that this is a, a home that we're renting out for vacation rental. So you know, people. Although, for the most part, people are very respectful, you know, just in the couple of months that we've been renting our other property, you know, we've had like our kitchen table has been damaged and, you know, stuff, and yeah. we have to replace or repair that now. And, and just careless things that you just like you would never do in your own home, but people take the chance when they're staying somewhere else. So so I wouldn't want to like go buy an antique kitchen so, table. I mean, so I, I think part of it is too though is like that some of the things we're buying are more like like they're kind of that weathered look. Right. So if someone nicks it or scratches yeah. it or puts a dent into it, you probably won't even notice because it's kind of mm-hmm. that like weathered Well and that's my style anyway. I mean yeah. if you look around this house, I mean the house that we live in, I mean I if I had something that was newer, I'd probably beat it up and painted it anyway. <laughs> well, I, well, I think a lot of times you talk about on the podcast, because uh, even the episodes that I don't co-host with you, I do <laughs> listen to, and it's about this lifestyle. It's not just about a diet. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing we can get across to the listeners here, which we're very thankful for all the listeners we have here, um, you're going to read a couple more reviews, mm-hmm. but um, it's just this lifestyle of doing things that are kind of um, a healthier lifestyle. I think, you know, 
not having to always go out and buy the newest, latest, yeah, greatest thing. I agree with that. To go find things that are already out there that someone else has enjoyed. Yeah. And doing things that other people are going to enjoy. Like this place, when we think about it, we want people's blood pressure literally. We not only that, but we actually pray for the house that people when they enter that house they're going to feel at ease and their mm-hmm. spirit's going to be uh, lifted up. But we also are praying that they have this experience where they just feel relaxed and calm mm-hmm. and comfortable and cozy and warm. And one of Jesse's gifts is hospitality. So putting together this right mix of cool, classic things from a years gone by is going to make people feel, and that's part of this podcast, is this lifestyle. Like feeling at ease, feeling comfortable, feeling relaxed. Well, and if you have never been um, antique shopping before and and you honestly, I really, if you are 30 or over, <laughs> I would highly suggest you go. Like there, we went to this one today, this uh, huge antique mall. It was awesome. And if you're in the Cincinnati area, it was in uh, Fairfield area, yeah. right? No, or no, 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 that was... Um, Evendale. Yeah, on Reading Road. And I don't remember what it's called now, but if you look up Reading Road Antique Mall, it'll pop up, I'm sure, because that's how we found it. Was, it was awesome. We just looked it up on Google. But it was huge, and they had all these different vendors. And, and the cool thing was, for the holidays, there's a lot of the vendors are having sales. So it was like every other booth was like 20% off everything in the booth, 25% off every... And so they have these like areas set up basically, like room size areas, like eight by eight or 10 by 10 little rooms filled with things that specific vendors buy and and bring there to sell. Kind of like a flea market. Kind of like a flea market, but there's no vendors actually there. Just the owners of the... Yeah, so just the owners of the antique mall are there and you just walk around to all of these different booths and you just help yourself and look and and you just pick up what you like. But then it's it was so relaxing. Like we spent probably, what we, we were there like two hours. Yeah, and it was flew by. Oh, I could have spent another two hours there. No, I was no ru- problem. I was rushing you through because yes, I had to get home and play volleyball. Yeah, today. we had to hurry. Derek had his volleyball game. Ugh, so I had to, I had to hurry. <laughs> Sorry. But it was, it was just so amazing. It was so relaxing. Like even though, like I said, we, we tend to be pretty frugal about things and I saw a hundred things I would have loved to have bought there but I didn't you know I just stuck to the few different things that I knew would really serve me well in this new new house to furnish it and things that I thought other people would appreciate and Derek would be like oh aren't you worried that's going to get beat up? I'm like, um, it's an antique. Like it's made it this long. Like yeah. it's this heavy duty piece, like yeah. this hope chest. Like I bought this hope chest, that's so literally cool. a hope chest. It says hope is engraved on it. It is gorgeous. It's very weathered, very weathered. And, uh, you know, it's a, a chest, uh, like a, like a trunk, like a cedar chest trunk thing. It's yeah, not it's cedar, like but it's like pine. And so you can sit on it. It has like a seat on top of it. And then if, and then it, you know, the top hinges up, and it was just, it's so beautiful. And it was marked down and it was such a good price to start with. And Derek's like, aren't you worried about it? I'm like, look at this thing. Like it's had, you know, 60, 80 years of use and look at it. Like it's awesome. Like it's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah. And then there was, there was items there that were close to free. And then there was cl- some things that were oh. $50,000. Yeah. But there something. were like I mean, that one piano I saw. I found this piano. How much was it? I can't remember now. I want to. It was. It wasn't. It was like twenty three hundred dollars. Grand piano. Yeah, it was a hundred euro old. It was a baby grand. Built in Cincinnati. Built in Cincinnati, and it was like twenty three hundred dollars. And honestly, if I w- had the budget and was in the market for a piano, I would have totally bought it. It was. It had the neatest history. There was a a little card with it that told the history behind it, 
And that's another reason I love to buy that stuff is I love the just thinking of the history and the the, the way that these items were loved and taken care of. Because if they weren't, they wouldn't be there. I mean, these are the survivors, oh. you know? And, and they're – so anyway – I just highly suggest if you haven't done it before, very much recommend that you go look through this stuff. It's so neat that we found so many things that both of us were like, oh my gosh, my grandma had that in her house. Yeah, or, that was fun. Yeah, or oh man, my mom, I remember her, she had this. Or I found dishes that I had grown up looking at my whole life. and The bunnies. Oh my gosh, the bunnies. The furry little bunnies. Oh, you guys. If there's any other little girls at heart out there like me, I am. I'm certain that there are some girls that had these. Maybe you'll remember. I think they put these out. I want to say it was around Easter time because I believe that's when I got my first one was in an Easter basket. But these were these little bunny banks. So they were little banks and they were like these little plastic, basically plastic bunnies, but they were covered in like a fur, like felt. Yeah, like a felt fur of some kind. But they made, they were made to look like realistic little bunnies. And they had like the mama bunny and then they had like baby bunnies and they had ones that were like sitting up on their back legs and ones that were down on all fours. And they they just looked like the little pet like dwarf bunnies you could get, mm-hmm. which I always wanted. And actually at one point in my life, we did have some pet bunnies, but maybe my mom figured out they were too much work. So we never had them again. But I just loved bunnies when I was little. And so I got these banks and I would play with, I played with them till I wore the felt fur off of and these it, they things. And then they were just plastic bunnies with patches of hair. Yes. They're balding so plastic bunnies. So I wonder why, yeah, someone threw them away. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they got thrown away. But so we you were looking three, like, through, yes, I found three of them, like in perfect in condition. In two different booths. Yeah. Yes. And they were on clearance. I got, I paid like $1.50 a bunny. I mean, they were fun. I mean, this is like, yeah. this is like as but joy, it, I mean, right? it was one of those, I mean, you talk about your parasympathetic nervous system and like seriously the whole time i was in that shop i promise you i was in parasympathetic what? there was no sympathetic happening i was totally relaxed and totally you, at ease and you and we've been to rodeo drive we've been yes. to all these fancy shopping places i can tell you she was happier finding oh those gosh. little bunnies for a few bucks I was so much than happier. any purse or anything oh. else that we've ever shopped for in any other i place. loved it so much i i just and i bought the bunnies and i brought them home to my girls and but it just felt like I can't believe, like, I had these bunnies like 35, 30 years ago. And in, in, the, in the glass, uh, in the, the glass uh, uh, Christmas tree with the little. Oh, I know. I'm sure lots of that. other people love those. That they're very pot, they've gained, they've kind of come back in popularity are those porcelain. Um, Christmas. Christmas trees, and you can get them in white or green. Well, I found a green one a couple of years ago in an antique shop with white bulbs all over it, the white lights. And these are the white, up, the light up Christmas, little Christmas trees. And it's like a medium to large size one. And then today, and then they had several of them there, but they've really gone up in price. Oh my gosh, they're a hundred bucks uh, or, or more. Yeah, I mean, they're really expensive now. But um, anyway, I found a small one, one that would be considered small, and it's white with colored lights. So I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. So I have my green one with my white lights yeah. and now my white one with now my colored lights. Now you have one lights. for each girl when they're older, yes. you can give them as like a, a and, heirloom. Yeah, and you can buy them. I've seen shops selling reproductions of them, which is fine, but I, which is great. I mean, they're still cute and I love them, but these, the ones that I have are originals, authentic ones, you know, and they're, so it's fun. It's fun to have those because my grandma had them when I was growing up and my mom has them. and. 
So and they're just beautiful. I love them. So anyway, so I is just a, it was a blast. It so, was I couldn't have asked for anything more fun to do today. It was just wonderful. So we got to shop a little. We got to get our place <laughs> kind of prepared, and we yeah. got to have our massage and yes. dinner yesterday, and it was, it was great. great. And then uh, you. Uh, didn't you take a picture of your meal today at Chipotle just to... Yeah. Cause that, that, yeah, I we were going to talk about that. So so um, for anybody listening that's like, oh my gosh, get on with it. Okay, well, so we're going to start the keto talk now. I'm sorry we're 20 minutes into it, but this podcast, let me just go ahead and warn you guys if you're wanting to check out now <laughs> that... We are, this is Christmas week. Okay. We have just, we are so busy like everybody else is. And we also tried to squeeze in our anniversary celebration. And so this podcast is not going to be a whole lot of, um, I, I did not, I did not prepare any wisdom to give to you. I do have, uh, some, a listener, some listener questions I am going to respond to, but this is just, I'm just flying by the seat well, of my you're pants gonna, today. We're having fun this week and we're, we're kind of enjoying our yeah. Christmas. This so this weekend. is a more relaxed podcast. So, so if you guys just want to listen to us just bantering and listen to me, giving a little bit of talk, that's what it's going to be. So anyway, here we go. Keto, so, keto so my, podcast. So here's my first question. <laughs> what are you supposed to eat for keto okay. at Christmas time? Yeah. So we were talking about this today because... Well, first of all, let me start off with the with the eating out thing. Like I get this question. Well, actually, let's back back up. So we were gonna talk a little bit about we the Christmas parties. So everybody's yeah. going to Christmas parties yeah. and you what know, do you eat? What do you eat? And so we were actually at a Christmas we had two Christmas parties this weekend yeah. and our anniversary. Man, yeah. it's been busy. And oh. we have two more Christmas, three more Christmas parties so this week. So we could just tell them some of the meals you had. So eat. yeah, so um so what we were talking about was we actually uh, I ran into some people that we were talking to and they were very interested in oh, that's health. Right. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and keto, and how do you? They're they like, found oh, out we, about your podcast. Yeah, they're like, we want to know more about this, and and all this kind of stuff. So, so one of the things that we thought we should talk about a little bit on this podcast is, okay, if you're going to Christmas parties, what do you eat? Like, yeah. what do you do? You're keto, and you don't know what to do. Okay, so let's just real life scenarios. I'm not going to sit and try to pretend or try to guess like what you guys are going to have at Christmas parties because the menus can be vast. I mean, there's so many different mm-hmm. things. But so for us, um, the first Christmas party we went to this weekend was um, for our new Keller Williams office. We were at this uh, beautiful country club they had this at. And so the food that they provided, which I think was very generally kind of what everybody provides, was your uh, typical cheese Cheese, buffet. Like they have all these different cheeses, some nuts, some veggies. Yeah. And then they had some hot foods, some, um, this was kind of a heavy, light to heavy hors d'oeuvre kind of party. So the hors d'oeuvres they had sliders. was sliders. And then you could put uh, all the fixings on them. And yep. So, and then they had, I don't know what else they had because I didn't eat anything like else. Celebration cake. But I, yeah, I think they had like some chips Potato or, there, yeah, there was some other things that went with the sliders. But the only thing that I could recognize that was keto was the cheese. If you do dairy on keto, the nuts. Um, some of the veggies, which I've talked about, that I am perfectly fine with um, eating as many veggies as you want. Now, typically in those veggie-type situations, what they provide are carrots, mm-hmm. which, of course, is a is a root that is pretty high in carbs. There's a lot of sugar in carrots. So um, I didn't eat the carrots. They did have some of the snap peas, which I did have a couple of those, even though, yes, I know that peas are legumes, but I... Um, do not generally eat peas, but I, I did have, I think I ate like four of those snap peas. Um, they're so yummy, by the way. I just love those. And, and then, then they had the broccoli. They had broccoli and cauliflower. So I had some of that. And then I, I, I did skip the ranch dressing, which 
you know, this can be, this can be on you what you want to do. But for me, the ranch dressings that I know they're putting out there, they're made with the bad oils. They've probably got a lot of sugar yeah, in you them. you got to remember that. Yes. So you got to think about that just because it's ranch and you're thinking, oh, okay, that's great. This is high it. fat. But you, we, like we were stressing in last week's podcast, it's quality guys. Like you really got to think about that. So I do my best to avoid those oils. Yeah, but if, so yeah, I avoided listen, that. if you're dying for some ranch dressing on a few veggies yeah. if that's and it's what Christmas it's, time, right. go for it. If that's it, what it's going to take, don't sure. Don't stress about sure, sure. it. But you're not going to eat a whole meal Right. So it. I didn't do that. But so I grabbed, um, I, I wasn't that hungry, so I only had one. But if you wanted to have five sliders, whatever, that's fine. But I grabbed a slider. I put on my plate with the the, the slider, by the way, if anybody doesn't know what that is. It's a, a, a small mini cheeseburger. Mini cheeseburger. Yeah, mini burger. So it was just a... a Patty of beef, which again, quality. I'm sure it was not good, but you know, but you're, this is what you're doing, right? I mean, you're out at these Christmas parties. You cannot control all of this stuff. So I'm just trying to give you some tips to make the best of your situation. So, so I grabbed one of those and then I loaded on the onion, the tomato, um, and lettuce on my plate. Then I took that back to my seat and was, you know, I was where I was sitting and kind of hanging out. Um, I had, um, I, I took the bun off and then I put the um, I put the tomato, the onion, the lettuce, and everything on the burger, and then I ate it. So that was it. That was what I had, and I was full. I had more than enough to eat. And then uh, you know we're not drinking the punch, we're not drinking beer, right. we're not having sodas. We're so having a glass I had of red cab. Wine. Yeah, they had they a had dry a red wine. They had a couple of different reds, and I just went with cab. But um, I think I've talked about before. They did have. Uh, Pinot Noir there, but it's not my favorite red. It's a little light for me. Like, I like something, you know, very, I like a, something pretty bold. So the cab was the best option at the time for me. But the Pinot Noir, if you're just, if you don't care and you don't have a preference as far as reds go, um, the Pinot Noir is going to have the least amount of carbs. It's probably about a gram less per five ounce pour, just FYI. So, but, but anyway, not it's not a big no difference, but so. you know, if you're looking at that. So anyway, I, so I had a couple glasses of wine. Yeah. And that's what we ate. And Probably it was great. Yeah. Then we went to the next party. And so they had um, they had a lot of the same type of things. They had meatballs. They had me. I was gonna say they had meatballs, which that was a good option. And, and actually, some marinara, which probably had a lot of sugar in it, because most of them yeah. do. But I think that actually you looked at the marinara. I think with me. Oh my gosh, that's right. Marinara. I forgot. It was it was the Sorry uh, to uh, Raus or whatever. Rails yeah, so it, or, I, it looked R A O S. It had a little bit of pepper in <laughs> it, which I really like. Yeah. I like a little. Spice. I totally forgot about that. That's right. And she. That's funny. That gosh, how did I she forget had, that? Because she was telling me, she was so proud that it was that because she knows um, that I've talked about it before and being keto and um, I've shown how I bought that or whatever. So she was so proud of that. And she, she came to one of your um, seminars. That's right. right I forgot. She did come to one of my seminars. Oh, that's so funny. Um, and then on top of that, she also provided my favorite wine. wine. Well, she called me from the wine shop that's and she so said, funny. what is Jesse like? And what do you guys like? And so that was really sweet of her. So yeah, this was not said, a party for me, but she knows that no, I, that we love sweet, wine. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, and I think, I think some people uh, respect our wine taste because yeah. um, we go to a wine tasting almost every other week. So <laughs> we, we, we have some experience. In that I think I'm probably the only, I'm probably the only keto person that you're going to listen to the keto expert. That's going to tell you that I actually go to wine tastings probably every, but, but nearly remember, every week. <laughs> you have to remember, though, like wine tastings, you're not drinking five glasses right. of wine. You're drinking the equivalent of probably one glass of wine exactly. over an hour and a half. Right. So it's it's a slow metabolizer and you're, 
yeah. you're tasting a two ounce pour at a time or one and a half. It's so like it's, one. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. So anyway, the, so that was, I totally forgot about that. So, so she Christmas provided parties, Michael yes. David wine, which yes. is, happens to be my, petite, one of, petite, one of yeah. my favorites, which I told you were frugal. I have tried many, many wines and I've drank many hundred dollar plus bottles of wine and there's some great ones out there. But I have yet to find anything really that I like better than Petite Petite. It's a Michael David. It's a Petite Verdot and a Petite uh, Syrah. And our wine shop sells it for like 16 bucks. Yeah, a bottle. it's like it's, 16, 20 bucks like everywhere. Yeah. And, and it's you, so good. It's such, it's a, it's a, it's a crowd pleaser. And someone Most said you could buy it at Costco for like 14 I know. Somebody did tell us that. That's so, right. I so have never it's not, it's not the cheapest wine you're going to find, but you kind of, it's quality again, but you kind of get what you pay for. Some people are going to say, oh, a 20 or 30 or $50 bottle is much better. That's totally fine for you, and maybe someday my taste will change. But for right now, yeah. I feel great about that selection. Mm-hmm. We've been enjoying that. So anyway, so there's just kind of a few tips, guys. And to be honest with you, the cake did not look appealing to me. However, the guests that we were with uh, got a piece of cake, and they were sharing it. And I think you said, well, I'm going to go get a piece or something, and we're gonna, or somebody said, you guys need to get a piece and share it. And honestly, I thought, okay, I'll take a bite of the cake. If somebody, you know, if he goes and gets a piece, I'll take a bite. So the reason I'm telling you that is don't freak out. Like you are going to be around all of these things. And I feel like at this time of the year, there's all these holiday parties. There's all these things going on. Just have fun. Just be full of joy. Have fun. Don't be sitting there because I've been in this situation and I do not want you guys to be in this situation where you are sitting at a party and you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's cake, there's cake, there's cake, there's cake, there's cake. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't eat the cake. I can't eat the cake. I can't eat the cake. People are talking to you and in your head you're going, I can't eat the cake. I can't eat I got to get away from the cake. I have to have the cake. I need to taste the cake. Like, don't do this to yourself. <laughs> like, just shut that voice down in your head. Be like, listen. If I get up and feel like I'm going to have a piece of that cake, that's fine. I'm going to have a couple bites of that cake. Just don't make it such a big thing. You and know? you don't have to eat like what I used to think of like a serving mm-hmm. is a lot different now. Like I can like I'll give you an example. So uh, Jesse actually, uh, we were we went shopping last night before we went to dinner and to all these little places inside this little mall. And there was this candy shop, and they had uh, dark chocolates with sea salt and some caramel. Mm-hmm. And so for dessert, you know, they have, this, yeah, they have this whole dessert menu. And we're like, eh, we don't need all these things. She's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot. I'm going to have a – so she had a black cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and I just finished the glass of wine I was drinking, and she got out – each got one of these little cubes. They're about the size of a – you know, like a, a sugar cube or something, but mm-hmm. it's a dark chocolate piece. That's about how small, like smaller. I read than, the package. It was five grams of carbs per chocolate. So big deal, right? Right. So, and I thought, I'm just going to have a little bit of this at a time and just enjoy it. Like, and when you think differently about food, it totally changes things. Like I could eat three pieces of cake or I could just savor this one little piece. And, it was and you totally did. Enough. I think it took you 10. <laughs> oh, bless you. Sorry. I think it took you 10 minutes. I got minutes. excited. It took you 10 minutes to eat that piece of chocolate. Honestly, because it was so rich. And, it, and, the, and, the, and the caramel was so thick. Right. I just let it kind of sit on my tongue and just uh, instead and of was, just like eating it and swallowing I it. I have to tell you, it was so good with that cup of coffee. <laughs> and honestly, it was so, but my point though is like, so, yeah, I mean, am I like saying, oh, I never eat dessert? No, I, I'll eat it. Five grams of right. like something really good mm-hmm. and rich, the high quality of what that was. Right. Cool. So awesome. did we sweat it that we had that piece of chocolate? No. no way. I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh, I forgot. I got, And I bought these chocolates for stocking stuffers for the kids, but I got an extra pack because I knew that we, we were going to. We yeah. knew we would get into them. 
So they were like, you know, whatever. But they were so good. And anyway, so yeah. So I'm just telling you this so that you guys kind of have can just prep yourself now. If you're going to these parties, you're doing all this stuff, don't stress out about it. Don't think, you know, don't be feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm keto. I'm trying to be keto. What am I going to eat? I can't possibly be keto. Or, you know, I've heard people saying things like, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to eat whatever and I'll get back to it after the first year. You know, listen to each their own, their own, you know, but my opinion of that would be, don't do that. Because you are you are going to send yourself down a path that is going to be very difficult to get back on. Well, I think the thing too I learned is, you know, the more I kind of am aware of what I'm eating, and even if I journal what I eat, it makes me a lot more aware of it. And it's like, you know what? Do I really need it? Eh, I'll just I'll just skip it for today. Or if I kind of have one of these things where I'll eat a little bit more than I should. I can fast the next morning or the right. next afternoon because right. my body's going to have these natural cycles of really hungry or not hungry. Like yesterday mm-hmm. before, like I didn't eat. So from the night before at like 8 o'clock through breakfast and lunch all the way to dinner, I had mm-hmm. almost nothing to eat. And I wasn't, and I didn't even think about it. I just wasn't hungry. And so then for dinner, I had this huge steak, real fatty with extra butter on it. And I had, mm-hmm. uh, we had those uh, Brussels sprouts yes. covered in bacon fat and all that. It's like, I went out for it, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I made up for it in fat and all that kind of thing. Right. It was delicious. Well, and it was interesting. And I had almost the exact same experience yesterday as I just was not very hungry. And I, I really ate almost nothing yesterday, pretty much fasted all morning up until dinner time. And our dinner reservations were 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I just, but at dinner, I just didn't hardly, I bet you I didn't eat half of my dinner. And it just, I just wasn't hungry. And I never ended up being hungry the rest of the night. And so I was a little bit uh, disappointed about that for me because, um, you know, I've said before, when you fast, you fast. When you feast, you feast. So um, I don't like the days when I'm not very hungry and, and I do eat. And because we have an event, like if we did not have, if we didn't have those dinner reservations, we didn't have that going on, I probably would have ended up not eating anything. I would have just fasted the day. And um, so it was a little bit frustrating to me that I wasn't able to eat more because I think it's more damaging to not eat enough calories like that. Um, I definitely try to eat plenty when I am going to eat. But then this morning, the other, the beauty of it though, the beauty of being ketogenic and, and not, and, and like we've said before, guys, it's a lifestyle, right? So saying, you know what, I'm just going to eat whatever I want during the holidays and I'll get back to it in January. I don't think that's the right, that's that's telling yourself you're on a diet. That's telling yourself I'm restricting myself and through the holidays, I'm going to throw the restriction off and do whatever I want to do and eat like I really want to eat and then I'll get back to my diet in January. But when you treat this like a lifestyle and it is a lifestyle, guys, like you don't have to do that. You just say, okay, how can I still have good time indulging on some things that I feel like are worth it throughout the holidays and just make sure that I'm coming right back to, and if you're, if you've got the right mindset, I think you can do that and it's not that hard. But one of the kind of the beauties of this was I even mentioned to you this morning. So we're at this resort and, um, we have these massages at 1030. And so we're out the door at 930 from, from our suite and ready to go. And so we go down to have a cup of coffee in the lobby. Then there's like this real cute little, um, cafe in the lobby. And so we're sitting there at one of these little tables, just kind of watching and drinking coffee and hanging out. 
And we were discussing like um, after the massages, do we want to go get breakfast at one of these really nice restaurants on site here? And we were like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we feel. And both of us after massage were like, eh, I don't know. I don't really want to eat. And you're like, yeah, I don't really want to eat either. So, so we like, didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so we went from, let's say, 9 o'clock the, the night before, last night, all the way through. And then we kind of like, we stopped like in between all of our shopping. They're like, yeah, I'm kind of hungry, but I'm uh, whatever. Let's just go ahead and stop because we knew that it'd mm-hmm. be really late before we got But I think again. what's so awesome about it is what I love about this lifestyle is that I am not ruled by eating anymore. Like, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the intuitive eating, guys. And like we talked about last week, you eat when you're hungry. And then when you're not, don't. Like, we're not ruled by, oh, it's breakfast it's time. It's officially we should eat. the time period where you should be eating right. breakfast. Or like, oh, it's lunchtime. I should probably eat lunch. Like, we were just like, you know what? We're not hungry. We're just not hungry. And so why go sit down and eat if we're not hungry? We thoroughly enjoyed drinking the coffee and just sitting there. And, just a black coffee. Right. No, and you know, and that's more. the enjoyment for me when we go out to have dinner together anyway. I mean, I, I do love food, but if I'm not hungry enough to eat the food, the enjoyment is just sitting with you and having that fellowship time. It's the time that we can, you know, when you're with friends or whatever, you're fellowshipping with your friends, you're talking, you're hanging out, you're spending time together, you're tapping into that parasympathetic nervous system where you are just totally relaxing and just throwing off all the cares of the world. And I think too, like we, after these massages, like the, uh, the ladies that, um, give us our couples massage are like, so how many years are you guys celebrating? And I said, 21. And they're like, no. And we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. 21. She goes, no. I mean, they literally no, they were well, like. No, and then she even said, she's like, I can't even believe. She goes, you guys barely look older than 21. I was like, <laughs> now, yes. I'm now, sure. They were, they were, she was pumping me up a little bit. I mean. <laughs> fine, but still, like, but it's kind of fun. It's like, so I guess the reason I brought that up is. You know, the, the whole thing we're doing this for, it's not about losing weight. It's not about how many inches uh, off my no, waistline no. and all that stuff. It's like I feel healthy. I look healthy. Yes. I represent myself with energy and enthusiasm mm-hmm. and, a, and a quickness in my step. And I didn't have some big meal that morning and like a bunch of sugar in my system. This was just ketones. Yeah. That's it. Well, and what did I tell you today, even when we were sitting talking earlier this afternoon, we were talking about uh, some some individuals that we had met this weekend. And I have always been one that I would tell you, I am so bad at names. I never remember anybody's name. The brain fog. Yeah. I just, I could never, I mean, somebody would tell them, tell me their name and it's out of my head and 30, you know, not even three seconds later, it's gone. Like I couldn't even recall the name if you'd asked me to. But we were talking about it, and Derek actually said the wrong name of this individual. And I said, I don't think I met that person. Are you talking about so-and-so? And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's her name. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then we continued talking further, and there were two other names that I just just rattled right off. Yeah, and I told clarity. Derek, I said, this is crazy. Like, how, yes, the clarity in my brain for these name recalls. I said, and isn't this nuts? Six months ago, I would have told you mom I couldn't brain, remember a brain. single person we met. You would say mom brain yeah, and all this yeah. and stuff. Now you don't say that anymore. No, so. I'm like, I couldn't even believe that I, so it's, it's, it's awesome, guys. So it's a lifestyle. So I just want to reiterate that to you guys and with the holidays coming up and just remind you of that and, and don't be hard on yourself. Don't stress out about it. Don't freak out about it. Don't say, Oh, I'm going to give up this and I'll go back to it later. You don't have to give it up. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. This is a lifestyle. So I'd say, um, you know, as you're going into your Christmas dinners and you're thinking about cooking something or whatever, 
I would say, you know, like for me, what I look for is I love meat. So mm -hmm. I'm looking for turkey. I'm looking for uh, roast beef, chicken. Um, I'm looking for the fattier pieces. I'm looking for um, the veggies like, you know, mm -hmm. broccoli and cauliflower and all the yummy veggies. I'm looking salad, for salad. If they've got salad, yeah, salad, dig in. I'm looking for extra slice of butter mm -hmm. on something. And, Deviled eggs. And and you know what? <laughs> if there's a piece of pie or something I really want to try, I used to have like three years ago. Now I'd be really happy. Like I'm just going to take like a half a slice of this one and maybe a little quarter slice. I just want the taste of it. I may not even finish it all on my plate, mm -hmm. but I'm going to sit down there and I'm just going to have it. And, and it's so sweet now <laughs> after I've not yeah. had tons of sugar for a while. It, it's kind of like I'm good with just a little bit of it. It actually tastes, I mean, so I get that kind of taste yeah. of it and I don't have to like. Yeah. And I would also suggest to you guys, if you're going to an event or you're having a dinner at your home or at a family member's home, I would definitely suggest that you take things that you'll eat. That's a great point. Yeah. So we do, that a lot. we do that all the time. So if I know that I'm going to a family, like this is going to happen to us this weekend. We're doing one dinner at our house where we're hosting. For Christmas. Yeah, where we're hosting people. And um, we, and most everything I make will be ketogenic. My guests will love the food because they don't know that it's I'm making it ketogenic. ketogenic. Right. It's not like I'm saying, oh, here's your ketogenic diet food. Eat this. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I always get compliments on the meals and they, it's not like I'm telling them. Why don't you just give everybody a, f a few things you're going to make real quick? Well, I'll make like, I will make cauliflower mash. I will probably also make regular mashed potatoes because I do have a couple of people that are coming that love the traditional mashed potatoes. And I love to serve them that. If yeah, that's sure, what they that's want, fine. I'm going to serve it to them. Um, but then I'm going to make green beans with um, bacon. I put a lot of bacon, and fat, and ham in our green beans. Our kids love that, so I do that. Um, I will have a – I'm going to make the Brussels sprout and broccoli casserole that you loved. Ooh, with the heavy whipping cream. Yes, it's heavy oh whipping gosh, cream and Parmesan cheese, and it's amazing, it's guys. It's my favorite new thing. Yeah, it's make. so good. Little little hints of nutmeg in there. So anyway, I'll do that, and then I'm going to make uh, homemade gravy, which I am actually going to make that gravy. I'm using a base of – the bone broth that I just made using our turkey bones from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that and that awesome. was our. So what about what, um, what's the And then staple? I'm gonna make. We're gonna have ham, and we're oh. gonna have, um, and we're gonna have turkey, and then we will have. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that I'll serve with that. Oh, deviled eggs. Yeah, I'll have deviled eggs. I'm definitely gonna make those, and I make those with the. Um, why can I never remember the name of? the primal kitchen it's i think it is primal kitchen that i use uh their mayo and their dressings but that mayo is so good so i will make uh deviled eggs with that i love that oh and i'll make a cheese ball oh yeah um some i make a cream cheese a cream cheese yeah it's cream cheese and um, some budding beef on it and, and so we just don't eat it on the crackers anymore but you know other guests i'm sure will have have it with crackers but so yeah we'll do that and it'll be yummy and it's going to be a big full yummy meal but so what i would just suggest is if you guys are going to events and you're asked to bring a dish or something or a dessert or something like that make it something you'll eat make yeah, it something awesome. that you know take deviled eggs made with good mayo and you know something that you know i mean listen you could your whole meal could be deviled eggs oh i mean gosh. you could fill up you could eat three four or five of those things and you're like full for the evening mm -hmm. so you could do that you could make there's tons of different buy this keto bark i mean guys as we're doing this podcast right now i am holding in my hands a little piece of keto bark i 
broke myself off a little piece to to sit and enjoy here. Can I have what? One? Yeah, Derek's getting the bag here. So, <laughs> all right, they hear the bag. So Keto Bark is back in stock, if you have not heard, and if you have not tried it, oh my gosh, you need to try it. And why am I telling you this? I don't know, because they're gonna run out again and then I won't have any more to buy. But they- for family. Yeah, so they're doing, that's right. So I'll share it with you guys. It with, is really good. With our family. Yeah, it is awesome. Is that the first time you've had that? I've never had it. Oh my gosh. So we are in, we are I mean, indulging. I hear you and Parker yeah, this is the Chalk Zero. If you don't know what it is, That's Chalk really Zero. It's C H O C Zero. The word Zero. I'm sorry, guys. They just sold out. Uh, <laughs> this is the dark chocolate with sea salt keto bark, the pecan. This is my favorite. So this is sugar-free stuff, guys. It is so good. Oh my gosh. So anyway. Um, they, this one is the dark, yeah, I already said that. This is the dark chocolate. So they sweeten this with monk fruit extract. So, and that is definitely one of the sweeteners that I uh, am okay with uh, people using. I've said before, I think on here that I'll do the stevia, the erythritol, and less often the monk fruit, but monk fruit is okay. Um, monk fruit does not raise your blood sugar. So it's not gonna elicit um, a, an insulin response to that. So that's good. But anyway, the chalk zero, that's awesome. So you could take like, you know, people will bring like peppermint bark or right. whatever. So you could just put that on a really cute little plate and bring your own, bring some chocolate. Or some peeling nuts. Uh, peeling nuts. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, that would make a beautiful little plate. You put a little plate together of like some peeling nuts, some chocolate bark, maybe you get some dark chocolate and some milk chocolate. You put that together. Well, actually I'm telling you all this right now, but then if you haven't already ordered it, you're not going to get it. Yeah. But you know, another way you could do it is you could get your own pecans, your own almonds. Um, they also make it with pumpkin seeds. They do all kinds of, of cool stuff, but you could get your own nuts, walnuts. I love walnuts. You could put those um, get macadamias, in. you could melt that, uh, melt the lilies dark chocolate or the lilies chocolate chips. Mm -hmm. I've totally done this before. And then you mix those nuts in and put it on parchment paper and stick it in the fridge and that will harden. And then you can break it up yourself and then you've got your own Or make your it own in those bark. little snowman shapes, the little plastic. Yeah, you could do cute little things like that. You could make keto, um, well, the peanut butter cups are a little bit harder because they melt if you don't keep them. Yeah, uh, if you don't, yeah, you have to keep them chilled. But so there's things like that that you could do. So just take your own uh, things that you guys know that you'll eat and enjoy those at the parties. So, they have New Year's Eve coming too, so they'll have yeah, time for that. Yeah, you could order Chalk Zero. I think you get it in time for New Year's Eve. Okay, so let me um, just the one thing I was going to address really quickly. I have a um, listener sent me some. Actually, we've been emailing kind of back and forth. Uh, a little bit. And I wanted to kind of touch on this. Uh, she is actually, she lives in Japan. Uh, she is uh, there with her husband who's in the military. And she, I'm, I'm so honored to know that she's listening to the podcast. She let me know that she's an avid listener and she loves the podcast. And I so appreciate that. It's really cool to think about all these different countries that people are listening to this podcast and, and I'm just really super appreciative, but she had, uh, we kind of been talking back and forth a little bit and she doesn't have any, uh, big medical issues that she's trying to overcome or anything like that, but she was just looking to get a little bit healthier. And I think to probably lose a little bit of weight and listen, if that's your motivation, that's fine. I'm not here to shame anybody about wanting to lose weight or, you know, say, hey, if that's the only reason you want to be on keto, then I'm, you know, not going to help you or whatever. If that's your motivation, that's fine. I hope that your motivation goes from weight to understanding the long-term health benefits of eating this way. 
And so if weight's what brings you to keto, but the long-term health benefits are what help you stay, that's awesome. That's my goal is to help you understand the health benefits, which is why I do this podcast. But um, she had written a few, we kind of talked back and forth about a few little things. And so I just want to read to you a little bit of the email that she wrote me and then kind of touch on this because I, I get questions that are very similar to what she wrote. And I think this will help a lot of people. So she says, I appreciate you in the podcast. You are so informative and have become my keto, or I actually didn't even mean to read that part. <laughs> I know, right? Tooting my own horn here. Let me skip down. Okay. She says, I would love for you to talk about macro counting or calorie counting with macros for fat loss. Are you for it or against it? How about intuitive eating? I feel like every time I try intuitive eating, I just want to eat all the time. Also, what's your feeling about keto for people who have suffered eating disorders like bulimia, bulimia, sorry, or binge eating? Does it seem to help these people or make it worse? Okay, so then she goes on to ask me a few more questions. So, but I, I wanna I wanna touch on those real quickly. I'm gonna try to do this fast because I'm really trying to keep this podcast a little bit shorter so you guys can get through it and get on with your holiday week. Um, okay, so the first question she says is uh, macro counting and calorie counting. So I have talked a bit about this, and in some of my first podcasts. I do talk to you about macro counting. I give you breakdowns. I talked, I do talk, I believe a few times I've talked about calorie counting. Calorie counting, I do not, um, I don't think you should be doing. I, I don't want to say like calories don't matter at all. They do matter, but not in the way that we think they matter. Like, let me just try to explain it this way. I don't know if this will make sense, but you know, I hear people say, well, it, you clearly, if you eat the same amount of calories in broccoli as you do in a Snickers bar, everybody knows that those those are different. But everybody doesn't actually know that those are different. There's lots of people that would say, well, I'm just going to stick to 1,500 calories a day. And however I get those 1,500 calories, if that's my Starbucks, you know, grande mocha chino whatever yeah thing i don't drink it i've never been into that stuff so i don't even know what they're called but if you if it was that and you're getting like a thousand calories in that and then they're like well i guess i can't really have anything else to eat today or i'm just gonna have like this piece of bread because that's gonna fill up the rest of my calories whatever then they're like that's fine i hit my calories there are people that really do believe that as long as they stick to their calories regardless of where those calories come from, that it's it's all a wash. It's all a wash. And I just want to try to help people understand that that is not the case at all. That is not the case. If you just think about the very basics, if you, if you want to try to understand, okay, why is a calorie not a calorie? The best way I could explain it, first of all, we are not just a furnace where you throw the wood in and all the wood burns up the same and it's used to create the same thing, which is just this fire that heats the house and that's it. Our bodies are so much more complicated than that. But if you just look at the different macros, like your, if you if you think about the macros, what are your macros? Your macros are your carbohydrates, your protein, and your fat. We know on the ketogenic diet in general, you want to be high fat, low carb, moderate protein. So I think I've told you guys before that generally ketogenic diets are going to be 80-85% fat. You're going to eat 10-15% protein and you're going to have about 5% carbs, okay? That's your general macro layout for ketogenic diet. Now, 
when someone is starting out ketogenic, I might would tell you, yes, try to stick to those macros. But the reason I tell you to try to stick to those macros is not because I want you to become the macro counting, you know, drill sergeant and you have to make sure that you're hitting these macros or that at the end of the day, you're like, shoot, I didn't hit my macros. So now I have to sit down with this plate of food to make sure I get my macros in. That, don't do that because you're never gonna get to intuitive eating if that's the way you're handling it. But when you start out, the reason I want people to count macros or look at their macros, the breakdown, is because I want you to be able to get to intuitive eating. And I feel like in the beginning, like most of us are so messed up from the standard American diet and then the way that we've been eating, we're so disconnected from what we eat and how we feel due to what we're eating, that I, I feel like if we're watching the macros, we're counting the macros, we're learning what's in the food, then, then we're gonna be able to get to that place of intuitive eating. So if we just look at the macros, let me get back to the calorie. The reason that the calories, calories are not, a calorie is not a calorie, is if you just look at your macros, your protein, your fat, your carbs, everybody understands, I think, that carbohydrates and fat are very different fuel sources for your body. I think everybody understands that. It at least to the point that people understand that they'll say, I mean, you'll even say, I'm sure you've even thought this to yourself, like, oh, well, I can eat that, whatever that is. Maybe it's a cracker. Maybe, because this is kind of what happens in diet mentality, I think. You go, oh, well, I can eat that cracker. Like, I'll be okay with that cracker or that white rice because they're low in fat. But I and low like I feel like I'm going to keep my calories low, but I don't want to eat that steak because there's so many more calories in that steak and that's all this fat and all the fat calories. So so you know there that the calorie is not a calorie. You know that the calorie in the fat is pound for pound more than the calories in the rice. But what you also have to understand is that the calories in the rice your body is going to just fly through the energy in there. Like there's, that is not sustainable energy. That is not, it's not satisfying. You're not going to stay satiated for very long. But if you eat, but yes, the, the calorie is twice as dense in that fat that you're going to eat, that, that fatty steak, that awesome protein and fat. But it also is going to keep you satiated two, three, four times as long. Like it was just, I think it's just foolish for us to look at food and think, oh, well, how many calories is in that? That's going to tell me if I should be eating that food or if I should eat the other food. And then I just need to base my entire day on if I'm getting 1500 calories or not. I don't know if that makes any sense, but let's just suffice it to say that calories are not all created equal and don't think in the calories. So to answer her question, when you say calorie counting for fat loss, absolutely not. Well, I think the other thing people get into is like they get on the treadmill and they yes. crank it up and say, let oh, me burn exactly. a thousand calories yes. or something. That's very true. And so, and I've heard, and you know what? Not even have I heard, I've been this person. Like I have said this, I, these words have come out of my mouth. I am going, I need, I am going to be on this treadmill for the next hour because I love to eat. I've said that. I've said that numerous times. I'm going to walk on the stair mill because I love to eat. Like like that somehow, and I really believed it, guys. Like I, and I know there's probably some of you out there that believe it, and I'm trying to set you free right now. Your time spent on the treadmill or the stair mill or whatever else you're doing 
it is not the the if you eat 500 calories and then get on the stair mill and burn 500 calories that is not the same thing you did not just get rid of or negate those calories that you ate your body is so much more complicated than that you cannot just use calories and feel like as long as i'm eating as long as i'm balancing that or i'm burning more than i'm eating you're going to lose weight will that work sure for a very short amount of time that will work of course it will because you are not bringing in as much energy as your body needs to run. But it's not calorie for calorie. Just put that out there first of all. But if you are taking in a deficit, you can lose weight that way. But it won't last long because our bodies are smart and they don't work that way. They're not that simple. And so if you keep that up, your body is going to go, okay, wait a minute. She's not bringing in enough food now. And I keep being in this deficit and we're going to slow this train down because this girl is going to starve to death. She is clearly not getting enough food. And then you've talked about adrenal fatigue and oh, other things that are It leads, happening. oh my gosh, yes. It leads to adrenal fatigue first and foremost. That's probably the first thing you'll screw up. Your hormones are going to be out of whack. As females, it is such a dangerous place to be because you definitely will throw your female sex hormones out of, out of whack, which is your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone. Yes, see, females have testosterone. We've talked about this before. And you need that testosterone and you need it in the right balance. And then you've got hair, skin, and nails. Well, and then that messes up your hair, skin, and nails. And then you, and then you're in danger to be thrown. Because you're nutritionally starving. Yes, point, right? exactly. And then you're in danger to be thrown even further down into like this thyroid issues, which are even more difficult to set straight than some of these other issues. And then you've got organs that you're going to start removing. Yes, absolutely. You'll, I mean, un unfortunately, yeah. We, yeah. we see people that that's happening to. It's very sad. Yeah. So, so just, so the calorie thing. So I'm sorry. I feel like I just went off on a super tangent, but macro counting. Yes. Yes. In the beginning, I think that's fine. If that's what you need to do to understand like how many carbs or protein or fat or in foods, I think that's fine. It makes us aware. It and makes then, us knowledgeable. And then make sure you're doing quality too. Yes. And then focus on quality. Not like we've said before, it's not so much about, okay, I just got to make sure I hit the fat, the protein so and the carbs. So go get a McDonald's sandwich and throw off the bun. Exactly. And you know what? Listen, if, if that's where somebody has to start, fine. That is fine. I'm okay with that. If that's where you need to start, but I think everybody's goal should be to get to the more high quality foods and the healthier food sources, you know, trying to go grass fed if you can, going organic everywhere that you can as much as possible, you know, making those switches I think is super important. Um, but yes, uh, but figuring out the macro thing up front, just so you understand what you're putting into your body, because you truly are what you eat, guys. I mean, we really, really are. So if, you know, if we're eating these things that are... Uh, that are good for us and that are high quality foods, that's what's building every cell in our body. That's what's feeding our mitochondria. That's what's giving us energy to live. That's what's giving us energy for our brains to function properly. All of those things. Okay, so then it says, are you forwarded against it? I just talked about that. How about intuitive eating? I just talked about that. I, I really feel like, so intuitive eating, she says, um, every time I try intuitive eating, I just wanna eat all the time. So I am not working with this individual as a client, so I cannot tell you exactly why she feels like that. But my best guess would be that if you are trying intuitive eating and you're ketogenic or you think you're ketogenic and you still want to eat all the time, then you're probably not ketogenic. Well, you're what, not eating enough. I, can, I, can I try yes, this one? Yes, yes. Because I listen every day. I think they're not having enough fat. Mm-hmm. 
Because that fat I would is agree so, with that. so satiating. Yes. And for women especially, um, like I'll tell people the amount of calories that I take in in general. And it's no, I'm not counting my calories. But because in the beginning of this, when I started this a year ago or so, I was watching my macros. I was counting things on trackers to see where I was and see what I was doing. My While I was losing weight in the beginning, and, and actually, I mean, I really still am. We've kind of talked about that. Not trying to, but it's kind of a natural thing. I, I am, my body is still not to its set point. I've clearly not, I'm not in homeostasis yet. It is not found where it needs to be. I do still have extra fat. And as long as you stay ketogenic, your body will continue to get rid of that extra fat. It will use it. My body's like, oh, she's got some, let's use this up. Because I, that's what I run on is fat. And I'm not hungry very often like I used to be. So it will just use the fat on my body. But when I compare the ca- amount of calories I eat now versus what I used to restrict myself to when I was on my dieting roller coaster the majority of my life, it would blow your mind. Like you would look at that if you believed calories in, calories out thing, you would look at that and say, there's no way that she lost weight or is continuing to lose. She should be gaining weight because I eat more calories than I ever did. But the calories I'm eating are much better for me and they are much more satiating. So, you know, the fat calorie is a whole lot more dense than your carbohydrate. So um, intuitive eating, if you're if you want to eat all the time, I really believe that I don't know. She doesn't tell me how long she's been at this um, that I remember through these emails, but um, I, I don't think she says I'm kind of looking back through some of the old ones. I don't really think that she, oh yeah, she says I've done keto for three months now and she feels great. Okay, so definitely, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't really remember that she had said that before. We've been corresponding back and forth for a little while. Um, yes, three months, that's not long enough. That's that's not, um, I mean, it's long enough to be, but I think she's probably not where she needs to be as far as the uh, fat intake and the amount of food she's eating. So my guess would be that she's only been at this for three months. She's feeling great, which is awesome. But I think that, uh, you know, I've been at this, like I said, almost a year and I am still losing weight. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that I'm doing this to lose weight or that I'm promoting the weight loss on it, but it is a natural thing that comes with it. You will get to your proper set point for your body. But what I have noticed is that um, the more clients as well. I tell people when they first start, eat more fat than you think you need to be eating. If you put butter on something, put another tablespoon on there. You know, if you've put oil in the pan, put more oil on it when you get it, when you're ready to sit down and eat it. You know, drizzle olive oil on this, put olive oil on that, get avocado oil for that. So eat more fat than you think, because you are going, you, you will learn. This is part of the intuitive eating. Keep eating Keep getting the fat in there. Eat more than you think you need to eat. Eat to satiety. I mean, don't stop short of feeling like I'm full. When you're eating fat it's and you become a fat burner, it's a very different full feeling than the full feeling when you're a carb burner. When you're a carb burner, it's that sick, you can roll me out of the restaurant, I can't move, somebody unbutton my pants, I am so full I can't stand it feeling. When you're a full fat burner, you're like, wow, that was an awesome meal. It's a totally different feeling. Don't you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, satisfied is a good thing. Yeah, it's you eat to satiety. So if you're versus bloated. Yes. That's so a huge if you eat eat to satiety, and uh, then you really should be able to learn the the intuitive eating thing. Now, three months, 
I mean, yeah, you could, I would say that's pretty, that's pretty close. You should really, you should be able to be, so if, you, if you're at three months and you are, you're still feeling hungry, you're not eating enough fat. So definitely up your fat. That'll be a big deal. Okay. And so I think that's pretty, oh, and then she did ask about eating disorders like bulimia or binge eating. I think keto is great for people that have had any eating disorders in the past. I have had eating disorders in the past. Um, I think a lot of women have had eating disorders. You know, we put ourselves through, whether you labeled yourself as bulimic or anorexic or whatever, I, I don't know many women that haven't done some version of those things to ourselves throughout the years. So, um, and, and I know for some women that have really struggled with, you know, diagnosable eating disorders, that that there can be triggers to keeping uh, track of calories or keeping track of macros and those types of things. So if those are things that they're struggling with, then I say, just don't track then. Don't track macros. Don't track calories. Don't worry about it. Just don't put so much emphasis on that. Eat to satiety. Add lot. You. It's. I think the biggest thing for women, anybody in general, but especially it seems like for women, whether you've had a diagnosable eating disorder or not, is wrapping our heads around the fact that we can eat fat and lots of it. Like, I feel like everybody very timid, timidly is like, ooh, I can eat butter? Okay. And then they put a little bit of pat of butter on something. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, you can eat butter. Like, slap that butter on there, you know? like We always ask for extra. Yeah, we always ask for extra. They'll bring out a bread basket and all this butter, and we'll usually send the bread basket back, and then we keep the butter, and then we'll ask for a couple more ramekins of butter. Because we just drench our veggies and our steaks and everything in butter. So, you know, so if you if you've got friends or you have people in your life that are struggling with that, you know, maybe the tracking the things isn't the best thing to do. So just advise them to, you know, to really eat more fat, get get more of the high fat stuff in there, good quality foods, and just eat till they're full, you know, and and just try to keep learning that. Don't be afraid of being full. Don't be afraid of eating that way. Okay, guys, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, sorry, I feel like I just ramble um, on this stuff, and I'm so sorry that I keep doing that. But um, hopefully you guys got some good information out of that, and we can just move on from there. So, okay, um, that's it. The only other thing I wanted to do was just quickly read a review that I had come in. And guys, again, please leave me reviews. I love reading your reviews. <laughs> like, I really, really do. So I, I, I know just from uh, being the husband guy that when she gets a review, she really gets a smile on her face. So if you like to add joy to someone's life, that's an easy one to do. <laughs> yes. And um, it adds joy to my life to see my wife You happy. know what? Before I do the review, there was one more thing we were going to talk about. What's it? Um, so we had, we've been kicking around the idea of maybe doing a group coaching program. Um, the reason that I wanted to talk to you guys about this is – I, I get lots of requests and lots of questions about if I'm going to do group coaching or if if I offer a program like that. And as of right now, I don't, but I am considering it. Um, and Derek's kind of kind of telling me that he thinks I should do it. So, so here's here's what I hear from what Jesse shares with me is people are looking for a program where they can get a kickstart for the new year. They're looking for something where they can get some uh, group coaching, maybe an accountability group. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that would say, wow, that's me. 
and I would love to do it. So I'm actually in my real estate company, I'm in a group coaching program and I'm in an individual coaching program. So I really believe in coaching professionally. I know that it's helped me get to a higher level for my business. And I know that when I've had a personal trainer, that accountability has helped me to stay in the gym and, and keep on a schedule. And I've, when I was with a personal trainer, I'd never looked better in terms of, you know, like muscles and everything. So what we're hearing from a lot of people is, hey, would you be interested in starting a group coaching program? So uh, I told Jesse, I said, wow, it sounds like there's a lot of demand for this. Why don't you put it out there to your listeners and make a deadline? And if you get enough interest, won't you start a program first of the year? Yeah. And so I'm thinking about doing it, um, but I want to gauge your guys' interest because, you know, I, I'm confident that I can help you guys get a kickstart in the new year and I would love to, but I'm, I don't want, and first of all, I don't want you to think that it's a diet program because that's not what I'm about. My podcast is called Keto Lifestyle for a reason. I am about the lifestyle. So if I am going to do a, a group program with you like this, we are not just going to talk about food and keto. We are going to talk about meditation. We are going to talk about relaxation. We are going to talk about your sleep. We are going to talk about um, your mindfulness, your joyfulness, your uh, appreciation for life. We're going to talk about um, ways to detox. We're going to talk about your digestion. I mean, we are going to focus on all of that, your exercise, your, you know, it's not just going to be like, here's what you eat and here's how many calories a day and here's your macros. How many weeks would the program be? It would be six. I think six weeks um, is what I've decided on. I think that's a good jump start for people. And I think most people can handle six weeks. Um, so I think six weeks would be good. If I did a six-week six program, I need to figure out, I would have to limit the availability, guys. So I would need to figure out what I would need to limit that to. But before I decide on the number of people that I would limit it to, I need to see who all is interested. So if you're interested, I would run it. It would be uh, $295 a person, $295 a person. It would be a six-week jumpstart. We would have... Um, we would probably do a private Facebook group that you would be enrolled in. We would probably do some live Q&A sessions. Um, there would be a lot of uh, just kind of support and help and insider tips. I, I need to kind of figure out exactly how I would do that through like a group setting, but I would basically be doing a lot of the same things that I'm doing with my clients on an individual basis, but I just have to do it in, in a better way for a group setting. But I, like I said, I want to see the interest of it. So if you guys have interest in doing that and you would like to sign up for something like that, um, shoot me an email. You can do that at, uh, you can send it to jessica at jessicatai.com. Send me an email. Let me know that you have some interest. And if I put it together, I will, of course, announce that on this podcast in the next couple of weeks here. And then I will, um, if you shoot me an email, I will definitely give you the information back and let you know when I do open up res registration for that. And I would say too, you know, uh, hearing all the conversations you have all the time and all the excitement that you have, you have a lot of private coaching clients as well. So if someone would prefer to just coach one-on-one -on -one with you, what, what's that look like? Yeah. So I do have one-on-one -on -one coaching available. So you can go to my website to figure that out, how that works. I do have it um, listed and priced on there. Again, if you're interested in more information on that, you absolutely can send me an email, um, jessica at jessicatai.com, and let me know that you're interested in that. 
We can even set up a free 15-minute phone consultation where I'll kind of talk you through how I work with you. But I do offer one-month, three-month, and six-month commitments. And of course, you know, as you get up the one month, and then if you go to the three month, there's a price break for doing three months up front. And if you go to the six month, there's a price break for that. But, um, and that's a one-on-one. Now in the one-on-one consultations, we do definitely get very in depth on your specific health and digestion and, and anything that you're dealing with specifically, which in a group setting like this, we would not be able to get that in depth on specific things for specific people. It would be more like we would talk about digestive issues and we would talk about adrenal health and we would talk about ways to help uh, hormonal health and and healing those things, but it would not be on an individual basis. So if you want a more specific individualized attention, then definitely the one-on-one coaching would be the way to go. And you can get that information at www.jessicatai.com. If you scroll to the bottom of the page, it will tell you, it gives you the, the coaching packages. Basically. I think that's a good summary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to really benefit from this, whether they do the group or the uh, individual side, yeah. either way they win. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, honestly, guys, like I said, this is about a lifestyle. My goal is to set you up. And I tell this to my, my clients that I coach one-on-one. I, my job is to put myself out of a job. You know, like I am not, I don't want to coach somebody or teach somebody something that they feel like they have to have me the rest of their lives. Like I feel like that's why I offer a one month, three month, six month. I feel like at the end of six months, you really should probably be done with me. And I don't need to offer an eight month or a 12 month package. So, cause my, my goal is to teach you this. I want to teach you the lifestyle. I want to give you the tools that you need. You know, I'm, I want to make you a fisherman, not fish for you. I you think know? that's pretty rare. And I mean, for me in the business world, most people want to create dependency. So I, I appreciate that you want to educate people to the point where they don't need you anymore. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Cause I, I'm the outsider here. So the, the uh, layman. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, so it's good. I mean, I, I would definitely be working with you guys to teach you, uh, you know, kind of all the keto lifestyle stuff, talking to you about how to get into ketosis, how, you know, to, to gently get yourself into that. We could talk, we would definitely be talking about some intermittent fasting. Some people love doing it and it works really well for them. Some people don't love doing it. Um, but I would definitely talk to you about that. I think when you really do become keto adapted, it's natural. When I think too, like if you're serious about getting into this and you're like, man, first of the year, I'm going to get this started or I want to kickstart or I did it before I need, I think the group accountability is a huge part. So if you're in this group with, I don't know, 10, 20, 50, hundred people, whatever you decide to limit it to, and you put it out there that this is my goal and this is what I'm going to do. And people are going to help you, encourage you, and keep you accountable. I know in my professional world, I've got people that I'm in groups with. And if I don't show up on that call or if I don't, they're going to call me out. They're going to be like, hey, you committed to this. You said you're going to do it. And I appreciate that because right. I know that they're going to call me yeah. out. And I think that would be a, a strength of doing group coaching. So I understand why people are asking about it. Yes. I just haven't had a lot of um, ability availability on my plate to to put something like this in, but, but I understand why people ask for it because it is an accountability thing. You feel like you're in this with all these other people and you're doing it together and you can kind of see how everyone else is going and it makes you want to stick with it. Cause you're and, like, wait a minute, I'm not alone. I'm doing this with other people. Well, and part of it's a community feeling like, I feel yes. like whenever you're part of a community and you can succeed together, 
how much more sweet. And then a lot of these people may come on the keto cruise or one of these other things and see each other. That'd be pretty yeah. cool too, right? Yes, which I would absolutely love because I will be on the keto, the uh, the upcoming low carb cruise uh, for 2018. And that would be awesome if we had some of our, because that's in May. So if we had, you know, we did, maybe if I do a six week here in January, I think I would probably start it like the second week of January, guys. So if you're interested, I think that's when I would probably start it. And um, yeah, we maybe if the first one goes well, I might do another couple more and then maybe there's a could be some success stories on that cruise. That would be pretty cool. I think too, you've got, I mean, we've had um, interested people already from Australia, Japan, Canada, all over the United States. It'd be really cool online and having this virtual community that people really care about this stuff and uh, kind of, you can kind of rally them around and help help them help each other. I think that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. And that lifestyle we keep talking about is, it's just so contagious. Once you get feeling good once you feel better about yourself and your energy is better and your mental clarity is better, you can't help not to talk to somebody else about it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So I know there's a lot of other programs and stuff out there. So um, I don't want to just be, you know, another program that people can sign up for to, you know, lose a bunch of weight. I definitely think you will <laughs> um, because it's just kind of what comes with keto. And I feel like when you're doing it right, if you've got weight to lose, you're going to lose it. But I don't want that to be what everybody's focused on. I want this to be focused on your lifestyle. This is not a biggest loser. That's right. That's not a biggest loser. <laughs> so anyway, so that's it. So if you guys are interested, um, let me know and we'll see how it goes. And once again, I ran, I run this. I just talk. I just like to talk. I'm so, I just talk. I love talking to you guys. Well, if you went back and cut out all my parts, you'd save 15 minutes. I know, but I don't want to, I don't want to cut out your parts. So that's, it's, I think people like to hear us talking together. So right. it's a conversation. So yeah. at least, and then someday we'll go back and listen to these and be like, do you remember? <laughs> so I was going to do this nice, short and sweet podcast for you guys during your Christmas week, but maybe you're driving around buying Christmas gifts and you're listening to this when you get in the car. That's how I listen to my podcasts. It, not mine. Or I mean, the they're going I from Atlantic to. To, to Pacific. Oh, yes. G, the traffic was Yes, terrific. but instead of listening to Christmas songs, they're listening to podcasts. I'm sure that's what they're doing. <laughs> or if you're in a car like me with my family, my kids are like, oh, mom, do we have to listen to this podcast? So that's why we got headphones. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, so real quick, I'm going to do a review. So let me one more time, I'm going to plug you guys for reviews um, during this podcast. Don't worry, I'll plug you again for the next ones. But um, please leave me a review if you haven't done so already. Um, a five star would be amazing. And maybe you've already left them and I can't see them because the craziest thing is I have all these reviews, but iTunes only shows me some and I don't know why. I don't know why I can't see all of them. But so I'm reading the ones that I can see. So this one this week is from Shani Loves Music. So Shani Loves Music left me a five-star review. Thank you so much. And it says, I have been doing the ketogenic lifestyle. I love that they say the ketogenic lifestyle since October. And I'm still learning. I have been gluten-free for five years and was doing paleo with no dairy. I added the dairy back in with the ketogenic diet and forgot how good it tasted. I'm really happy to hear you say eating more green veggies is good on keto. I ate a lot before and then worried about the carbs. I still eat large green salad every day as well as super greens in my smoothie. Thank you for clarifying this on your show. Your podcast is the second on the keto lifestyle I heard and I'm totally hooked. The fact that you're a nutritionist makes me feel good that you know what you are talking about. Excellent podcast, and I look forward to hearing more. Thank you so much for that review. That is awesome. It, it feels great to know that 
I'm helping people out there. That's why I'm doing this. And um, I can't wait till I just, I can't wait till I graduate uh, this nutritional therapy practitioner schooling that I'm going through. And I can't wait till I can actually say I'm an NTP and be able to work with people that way. But I do love being a nutritional coach and I really love working with people and I love doing this podcast and I love living the keto lifestyle. So I'm just so happy to be able to connect with you guys and help you out. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And I hope you have an absolutely amazing Christmas um, this coming Monday. I hope it's fantastic. I am interviewing some fantastic guests later this week. Ah, I don't know how I'm going to fit them in, but I've got them scheduled. They're in my schedule. So I've got some really great guests coming up. So over the next couple of weeks here, we'll have some great interviews from uh, some people that I know you guys have heard of and love. So looking forward to it. Any last words, Derek? Uh, Merry Christmas, (laughs) y'all. You are a man of so many words. Okay. (laughs) All right. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you so much. We love you and we hope you have a wonderful holiday. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we share with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 